brothers and sisters, Erie's Motorcycle and Misfits Podcast, the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California, where we talk about some real biker shit, like rallying your Honda Shadow out of past bar stove, smoking Marlboro Reds, killing field dressing hitchhikers, eating them under the desert sky. Born free and John Cougar Mellencamp motherfucking riding. All right, stay free. Uh, keep your record clean. Keep your exhaust tooled up. You feel me? Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage here in. Sunny Santa Cruz, we can say that once again. Once again, today, yep. man. Yeah, I got in trouble because I posted on Facebook, suck at East Coast, and I think <laughs> somebody took offense at that. Uh, yeah. They can deal with it. Oh, Someone took no. offense on the internet? Only no. the people on the East Coast. No, no it was a good friend. So let's do a roll call. This is Liza. Tonight we have Doug. Oh, hi. Kat. Hi. Megan. Hey there. Knock. Yes. Big Jim. Hello. Dennis. California. <laughs> Kevin. What's happening? Speedo. Hey there. Lucas. Hi. We got <laughs> Mike in there. Hi, oh. Bagel. Hello. Zach. Good morning. And over in the corner is is donuts. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, Fonzie. Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you can tell we got donut Fonzarelli. Big, and of course, Bosley and, uh, and Josie. Yep. Of course, they are here. And d- is that another motor pulling up? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Like it. Or is it oh, no. If they don't uh, have Girl Scout cookies, they can't come in. Simple as that. <laughs> Wait, is Girl Scout cookie season right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? I've already spent like 50 bucks. Shit, on I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. They're not that good. Come on. Thin mints, dude. Oh, shit, Come dude. on. They're not that good. Yes, they are. I just don't really you like eat cookies. Beer and ramen. That's uh, You have no palate. Beer and ramen is fucking delicious, dude. <laughs> So well, that's all like, you can afford. Beer and ramen isn't price gouged because what? it's sold by cute girls, okay? Like, like beer and ramen together in Wait, the same bowl? Wait, cute okay. girls? All right, I gotta get control. control. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Cut that one control. out. Cut that okay, one out. Okay, so let's get straight to what we did this weekend, which, broken record, hey, we went dirt biking yesterday. Um, hey. Notably, Mike is here to defend himself. <laughs> Against what? Because for the first time, we took Mike and Jonathan first time out and mike you did pretty darn good as i said go ahead and get on a mic borrow mic. as i said mike this is travis pastrana mike <laughs> mike is one of those idiots who's too dumb to know that he should be scared and he just rode the piss out of the bike and crashed nice. and laughed and rode and crashed and laughed and i didn't I feel don't like that's know. what you're supposed to do though that's why you dirt bike ride that's yeah. right yeah man mission he, accomplished by error but this was my wait, favorite. Wait till it's your, your nice new bike. Then you're going to think differently. <laughs> my, my, it's your own bike. Yeah, exactly. My favorite point, though, is when I thought, because Jonathan had crashed and was a little rattled, and I said the best way to get over that is to, without telling him, to just take them to the hill climb. And <laughs> <God>. <laughs> So Mike, having no fear, I'm like, go on. He went, 
all right, just just bombed up the hill climb, no problem. And then I went up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's there, so you got to do it. I mean, it's not there just to look at. I went up, and then Jonathan, I guess he felt like, okay, they did it, I can do it. He went up, great. Now we're at the top of the hill, and I didn't tell him, guess what, the hard part. Going down. (laughs) Getting down. So I send Mike first. He gets about halfway down and what, what happened third of the way i caught i got caught in a rut and the wheel turned and i i i, I got thrown off like 15 feet <laughs> yeah, and then the hill caught me and i kept going <laughs> he ended and he's so he's like halfway down the hill and i see him struggling and he's looking up at me like what do i do and i'm just waving like just that's go. exactly what i said just go <laughs> and he gets the bike up and then there's always that struggle of figuring out when you're on a hill like you know the bike's going to start sliding so i see him get the bike upright and somehow on this hill he manages to get on the bike and he starts kick-starting it <laughs> facing downhill right? yeah is there a video of this or something like I, yeah there is actually <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things you have to see to believe you know I, you I'm, I'm, I'm editing it right now okay good and this is when i'm like oh the numb skull he, he got a good uh instruction on on how to bump start a bike so yeah. Fine. So he, I'm like, he doesn't know how to bump start a bike. Okay. And it's just, I'm laughing, watch him trying to kickstart. I'm just screaming, just coast, just coast. <laughs> so he gets down the hill and then I, you know, wait for him to get down and then I go and I, I get about like 20 feet down the hill and I hear the roar of an engine behind me. <laughs> and I realize Jonathan has just gone right after me and he hit a bump and did a little whiskey throttle oh, on the downhill and he shoots past me like almost clips me and takes me out just shoots past me and when you've like even done throttle at all on a downhill i mean there's yeah, nothing like you he can was do on the road i couldn't believe how fast he was going there's nothing you can <laughs> oh, do except for just hold on and pray and That's before he, the jump and, yeah there's a jump halfway down and he and made it jonathan survived i don't know how he did it but i think that rattled him a little bit yeah, more i think he hit his yeah. head or something because he was oh. out yeah, he did before, but it was fun. And then watching, my other favorite part was watching um, Mike and Doug and Antonio go hit the motocross track. <laughs> they were falling like flies. Yeah. If I could just do the tabletop all day without all the turns and the right, ruts, right. I would... Just two tabletops just and Just back oval. and forth. That's yeah, and then yeah. perfect. Mike would just bomb through the jump just wow sail over and then he get to the turn in the soft turn and he goes go really, really, really slow, slow. <laughs> I, I would first gear it and I would just kind of what he power walk it through yeah. but for first time are you wanting to continue riding oh hell yeah that's too bad because your I wife gotta, said you can't have one I gotta, I gotta buy her something big for this one <laughs> I know I'm what's it gonna to be like you got her a car a, last time a like, baby how do you... or something oh, <laughs> that's a gift that keeps on giving that's though. an 18 <laughs> gift man keeps on taking I think as soon as she has the kid I gotta get rid of the bike so, so. yeah you gotta it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap, it's a trap. <laughs> this is the moto thing left me when I fell yeah so that's all you got and especially because we'd run out of gear by the time you came and you just kind of had pieces the one spot that I wasn't covered. I gave him a camelback as a back protector. That was the best nice. I had. That, I, I landed on my back like five times. That thing was perfect. Upside down, sliding. Mouthful of water when you landed. <laughs> yeah, that was the best you know, At least I, I had drink, time to drink it yeah. afterwards. You know? Camelbacks look really cool when you're high siding. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. And um, did you have anything you want to add, Doug? It was fun. Okay. So <laughs> today in the shop, we had stuff going on. Zach, you did more stuff on the CB900. I did. Um, what did I do? Oh, I, I painted the headlight. I put that on. I still need to route the electrical through it. 
I attached the bottom of the wiring harness under the seat and I figured out like mounting all the components in there. That's actually pretty much done now. Yeah, I wanted to say taking that old um, headlight off of that old GS and all the work that you did to sand it all down, get rid of the rust and paint it, it looks brand new. Yeah. Except for the chrome part that's stented, but yeah. the bucket itself looks really good. Well, it's it, got character now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to be able to revive something like that and repurpose it. Yeah. Um, Doug, you worked on your XR650. I did. I changed the oil. Finally, it's probably been the first oil change it's had in about three years. <laughs> nice. Because it's been sitting in Adrian's driveway, getting rained on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pulled the, the drain plug, and it was like chocolate syrup coming out. It's probably just dinosaurs again. <laughs> <laughs> the cycle and, uh, continues. And then so I was refilling it, and then I didn't... It calls for 1.7 quarts, and I put like one and a half in, and it started overflowing, and I'm like, I'm stupid. I've done this before. <laughs> You have to cycle the engine a couple times to get the oh, right. to get the sump, you know, to take Dry more sump. oil. Um, and then I did a carb rebuild, and it, it runs it runs pretty good now. So yeah, it runs great actually. It's Took yeah it for a spin, and think got some hoist spin. Yeah, you only need second gear to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a fat rear sprocket on it. I mean, to, to yeah, I'd they're pretty stunner stunner sprockets. Right, and if I go with a smaller rear tire, like if I put 17s on it, it's going to make that even more pronounced. Yeah. So. I don't know. That was cool. And then, uh, Kat, you did a little test ride. But first, we were talking about the last time you were here that oh, God. you, yes, <laughs> we're going there, that we you, go. you thought that that DR350 would be the perfect bike for you. And then Megan put air in the tires. And what did you discover? Um, that I have short little stubby legs and a long ass torso. And and that I have to look now. I guess someone <laughs> might have been right at some point about something. Someone might someone have. Been may right. have. <laughs> that the Mistakes air that was put in the tube maybe raised the bike like maybe half an inch to an inch maybe, and that was just How enough to do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> so she, so Kat is unhappy with her Rebel 250 um, because Big of the surprise. seating position of the forward yeah. controls because her butt hurts. Yeah. So you, oh, I broke my tailbone. Yeah, it's not just a I normal said. butt hurt. <laughs> so it's legit, um, actual, it's legit butt literal butt hurt. Lucas knows this. Yeah, <laughs> he can back me up it's now. A clinical butt hurt. Basically. So it's not. It's not funny. It really isn't. <laughs> so you went and test rode, and Megan, that was very nice of you to coordinate people to come yeah. out, bring bikes. That was awesome. What did you yeah, ride today? Thank you. Uh, I rode Phase. Yes. Uh, Ninja two fifty. What'd you think? Uh, so, <laughs> as as Megan described it, when we got back here, she's like, I could see your grin through your helmet. Right. <laughs> it was really fun. It was so funny. So, I took her I took her down West Cliff, and Kat has this, like, whole complex about, like, borrowing people's bikes and shit and people's stuff. She was super worried about dropping it. I was like, dude, he's dropped it, like, ten times. Don't. Don't freak out so much. And the more you freak out, the more tense you're going to be and the worse you're going to ride. So, we took her up West Cliff, and then... Uh, we made a right onto uh, what's Delaware. And I told her, I was like, okay, open up the throttle. And she did. And she had a huge grin at the end. And I was like, so you want to go on the one now? And she was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, it, was, it was good to see this big smile on her face. So, so the, did it hurt your butt? Um, a lot less. But I also think that that was semi to do with the fact that I was sitting in a plastic chair for about an hour before. So I think that's good. 
and Megan told me to scoot back on the seat because I was like basically making love to the tank and so I scooted back like an inch and a half. Is that where the dildo went? (laughs) Again, we need a video of this. You (laughs) forgot something. Somebody was recording or something. Saucy. (laughs) But yeah, I scooted back and that helped a lot. I think... Well, eventually that's going to go away too. I mean, your butt's going to heal. Well, like 50% of people who break their tailbones have permanent nerve damage so that's a possible like not. Thing. So you so you would buy one of these? Yeah, I would okay. definitely. But I'd want one that's slightly lower handlebars, so it's more sporty. They don't make them like that. Yeah, they don't. Okay, right. but I do have some clip-ons for sale up there. Don't listen to Doug. Um, <laughs> I already sent her a Craigslist ad for a 2007 Ninja 250 for 1,500 bucks. What? So, really? Yeah, I found Jeez. one. Uh, it's up in SF. That's scary, dude. It's gonna be lowered up. <laughs> nice. Well, so that's a perfect segue into hurting butts. <laughs> Butthole road rash. <laughs> Ow, Megan, Ouch. my fucking ears. Oh, dude, now it's like it's a good thing I'm half deaf, actually. Dude, <laughs> af- after all of the studying I did, like studying audio, every time I hear a peaking like audio system, it just makes me cringe. Okay, <laughs> okay. so back back the fuck up off the mic, Megan. <laughs> all right, so Get Lucas, you weren't here last week. No. Why? Why weren't you here? Um, because I was in a lot of pain. Oh, what happened? Uh, I, I, I patronize uh, him. I made a boo boo. <laughs> you went no. Attention, more like rut roll, rut roll. It's more like So what happened? It's seriously. Um. So was this a third gear wheelie or second gear wheelie? Without I, I don't. I don't want to say too much, but without getting into it, uh, mistakes were made. Mistakes. Uh, <laughs> there was a point where a balance point wheelie was achieved for a few seconds, and then a sudden elevation change ruined that. <laughs> Did you roll it over? And about no what, what speed was no this comment. I really have no idea. Damn, the elevation It could have been anywhere between 30 and 60 miles an hour. Da- <laughs> damage? What's the damage? Um, well, I have like a quarter of a subframe left. <laughs> so what the damage is? The name of his new band is Butthole Road Rash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, the butt road rash has gone away. I'm still I'm still nursing my injured tailbone. So we didn't it's mention no joke, man. You, you did go to the hospital and get checked out because you're in a lot of pain. Did you get picked up by a bus or did you get did you, did you get yourself there? <clears throat> I went to the Amber Lamps. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Zach and I, Zach and I picked up Lucas's bike off the side of the road up at UCSC. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some dude on a Harley helped us load it up, and that was very nice. Yes. Uh, and then I went and picked Lucas up from the hospital. It was quite a fun day. Well, Megan hung out with me for a while too, because I was like, I also brought you a sandwich, yes. bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they like locked me up in a room by myself and just like left me in there for like four hours. <laughs> so you got checked out, nothing broken, but your pride. Um, you got checked in, but apparently nobody took care of him. No, they, what they're doing is they uh, they did a CAT scan and an X-ray, and then like while they were figuring that shit out, they just like put me in a bed in a room and like just left me there. So they were well, like, like they, were <laughs> they were ready to discharge you when I first got there, and, and they then didn't. They, well, they didn't because you almost passed out when you stood up. But no, when you first got there, they hadn't looked at the results of my CT yet. No, I know, but they were like, "Oh, are you ready to go now?" Well, there and was then, that, yeah. And then. They hadn't I, even like cleaned your road rash or anything. Yeah, like the that. nurse. Was, the nurse is like, 
The I, nurse was pretty disgusted. I'm at, like, can like, you like look at my butt road rash, please? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, nobody looked at your road rash, and I was like, no. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's like how a motorcycle picks so, up. So not yeah. it. Please investigate my rectum. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 at that moment, I felt a little sympathetic for squids who go down without gear, because like when she was scraping out my wounds, I was like, man, if I had not been wearing like you know pants with like multiple layers in them or something like if i had like little tiny rocks inside my leg she would be using a wire brush or something like the girl in yoga pants i saw riding on the way up here yeah that that's gonna be ugly dude and i mean you know yoga pants man (laughs) i'm not i'm not complaining about the guy at o'reilly today that park next to uh it was an ex 500 i went into o'reilly to get some Hose. The auto parts store. And uh, yeah, he had yoga fucking, pants and getting like, hose. Keds and shorts on. Some dude <laughs> showed up at We All Ride yesterday wearing flip flops, and I was <laughs> like, "Can we refuse right to?" S- was he riding a Vespa? <laughs> he was riding a Harley. Hate yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Right I bet you he is the most relaxed motherfucker you ever meet. Uh, <laughs> Probably has good weed too. I gotta say that <laughs> I, I, know, I, a um, I did have road rash once on my ass from an accident. And the hard part wasn't like the rash. The hard part was that I had a bunch of external fixators and I had traction for a broken femur and they had to roll me over twice a day to change a dressing on my ass. Oh. And that sucked. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. The nice. femur, really? If this is going on, like, you know, this area, injuries from rising, I got a real bad one there. <laughs> and I so, crashed once and Lucas, you're okay yeah. and we're, we're glad. We had a moratorium on making fun of you for a week, thanks yeah. to Doug. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have I would, I would rather if you just got it out of your system so when I showed well, up... Well, we wanted like, to make sure you were okay. No, this is yeah. a long, protracted making fun of you. Dude, how's the bike? For the bike? rest of your life. Bike's uh, fucked. No, yeah. it's not. Come on. No, it's not. We Half of it is it. missing. No. <laughs> we can rebuild it. You need a Jixxer bobber, dude. No. There you go. A Jixxer bobber. Like I, I, I told you already, a Jixxer bobber is like, oh, that guy 12 o'clock his bike. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's so what? exactly <laughs> what happened. So this is an international podcast. No. <laughs> well, Lucas, know anyway. Lucas 1 o'clock it. That's what's up. <laughs> no, I like <laughs> five. I like 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all right, man. Everybody stacks a wheelie once in a while. Well, yeah. I wouldn't we're, know anything about that's that. That's why Allegedly. you need to do it on a DRZ because you, know. you pick it up and keep going. Yeah, like right. somebody else you know. Well, we're we're glad you're okay, and yeah. no broken bones. But I'm I'm guessing there's some lessons learned there, or not? Maybe. Yeah. Well. So, uh, it's just a scratch. Uh, you know, major lesson is right out. <laughs> wheelie on your secondary bike, not your primary bike. I think the major lessons cover the rear brake. <laughs> Okay, you can take that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get to why we have our guests, Dennis and Kevin, here. So, um, Dennis, I was uh, talking to you outside about how I was uh, told by a mutual friend about this new podcast starting up. Yep. Um, you are on SoundCloud now, you said? Yeah, I just started the account this past week. And what is the name of your podcast? Uh, CRC Podcast, which is short for Couch Racers Corner. Couch Racers Corner. So you started, you you got together from the Barf Bay Area Writers Forum that we've spoken of. Yep. And it's on YouTube also, right? Yeah, at first and foremost on YouTube, because uh, especially these last two episodes is actually a video podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. cool. Nice. And um, you're three podcasts in now, is that right? Fourth Four. as Four. of one before I drove over here. Oh, great, yeah. great. Yeah, I was listening to the third one last it's night. Weekly or 
Uh, we don't know because uh, the season is now ramping up, so we okay. don't even know what the frequency is going to be. Obviously, it's going to be like in between races because we're going to be talking about the previous okay. race and it'll follow so, the schedule yeah. of the races. Cool. So occasionally yeah. it'll be weekly. Which races? Depends. Uh, primarily MotoGP, but we'll be covering World Superbike as well. World and, Superbike, British yeah. Superbike. Yeah, so, British. Yeah. So I brought you guys uh, in nice, to nice. talk about that because I realized um, there's a handful of us who have been to the races when they were came to town here at Laguna Seca for what they were seven years, I think. Yeah. Um, so we'd go to the races and we've seen it, and now we go to the FIM World, World Superbike Super when it's here. AMA. Um, yeah, we used to go up to Infineon, right. Sonoma to see the races up there. Which and, yeah, until they uh, pulled the plug on that as of last yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. But I Just realized Sonoma Raceway now. Yeah, I realized that if it's it hadn't been in my backyard, now. I never would have followed it. Mm. I didn't really know anything about it i've seen pictures in magazines right yeah so i realize there's probably a lot of people who haven't been don't really follow it don't know why they should be following it so if you can first explain the different tiers uh the different levels of racing you would say moto gp would be at the top most definitely the premier league by far and there that's international yes well, um, both both MotoGP and World Superbikes are. We actually are lucky enough to have world two world championship motorcycle road racing, but MotoGP is the pinnacle of the sport. It's the F1 of motorcycling. Yeah, it's primarily a mix between prototypes and then World Superbike would be based on production bikes that you would buy or sell or the companies are pushing. So, so as far as skill, okay. dudes would either do Isle of Man or MotoGP. One or the other. Uh, Isle of Man's all about like how insane you are. Right? <laughs> I mean, the guys in Isle of Man are crazy. Don't get me wrong, and they're faster than I'll ever be. But I they mean, the, guy, the guys they in MotoGP, in MotoGP I, the guys in MotoGP wouldn't yeah. do Isle of Man. I wouldn't be surprised they, if the MotoGP riders had a rider in their contract prohibiting them from participating <laughs> in Isle of Man. Yeah, I think at sure. this point yeah. they don't even let the guys. I mean, ever since Nikki Hayden hurt himself in X Games, then missed the MotoGP like, race because you can't of even it. say they I love you, man. Right. So who are the big players now? Uh, well, Mark Marquez is the the newest heir apparent, kind of supplanting Valentino Rossi as the new face of MotoGP. He broke the record for most wins in a season, was the first guy to win the title in his rookie season since Kenny Roberts, uh, effectively unstoppable by anyone that's right. Yeah, first right now. guy to win in his rookie season and then defended it successfully in dominating fashion. The fact that he was season. so young too. He, yeah. he was right. 20 years old when that happened. All I mean, of that happened too, right? Be Freddie right? Spencer first first MotoGP win. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't, wasn't you know, some people originally thought it was calendar specific because the Circuit Americas leans heavily towards the Hondas but then he won a bunch more races and the title that year so any question of whether it was calendar specific for how young he was is thrown away. And so, who else are the big players? I mean, Rossi. Everyone knows Rossi. Everyone yeah. knows Rossi. Everyone so, knows Rossi. He can't even walk down the street without people like screaming at him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> who are, who else it. are the big rock stars that people should be excited about? And what countries are they from? Uh, uh, Lorenzo and Pedrosa are both from Spain. Uh, Lorenzo okay. predominantly because he's also he's already won two world titles. Yeah. Pedrosa hasn't yet, but. You know, you know, you can't knock him for popularity because he is—he's fast and he's Spanish. So he's exceedingly popular in Europe. He yeah. gets some flack in America for being somewhat robotic or not popular. Of De- Pedrosa? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But in yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah. he's—he's mm-hmm. actually pretty funny in his native language. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and has some personality. We've had these jokes about how when he races, somebody just puts in the racing circuit, and when he's on, <laughs> somebody puts in the right. Yeah, circuit. whatever software upgrade right. he has for Pedro yeah. Bot. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I can Show race. Me. So, I mean, these are huge events, and I was looking at this the, is the Super Bowl wherever it goes. But it's a week apart; like they'll be 
here in uh, was it Alabama or no Austin? Mm-hmm. Austin? And then the next week they're in like Brazil or something. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they have a crazy. It's calendar. like they're going all over the world. They're they're going to like what, Qatar, they're Spain. Yep. There's eighteen Italy. races. And- Argen- yeah, I mean, uh, Argentina recently actually, right there's yeah. one point where they're doing flyway races where they do uh, 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 Australia Malaysia and Japan bam 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 Sunday 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 you know all, wow uh, pretty intense schedule uh, you know it's something like 14 countries and it's outrageous the amount of places they go so in other countries this is a huge event like in Spain right I mean I've seen video of just like the crowds out there in the pride and uh is it? Would you say it's not as big here in the U.S.? Definitely not as big. N- not even close. Does it even get on TV? Oh, in the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, Fox Sports 1, uh, which UCSB right. Channel shows it, it's pretty abysmal coverage, to be honest. They put commercials right in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then when the American rounds come, and I get this, they'll, they kind of Amero-centric the broadcast, mm-hmm. and, but they get these guys on that just have these crazy southern twang accents. You can't right. understand them. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, MotoGP.com has a website that has a live feed that I would recommend anyone who's interested go. You can watch every practice session, every interview, basically every race from the past 20 years you can see. So if you want any history to learn why Rossi is so popular and why certain moves he made were so important, you can watch the entire season. So who are your favorite racers? Who do you all follow? Kevin. Oh, I'm a Rossi fanatic, no doubt. Uh, I've been big on the Marquez train since he started and kind of revolutionized riding in general, and you'll be seeing that trickle down to gear and equipment. Yeah, uh, so let's let's talk about that, because you're saying how he's the one who brought in the, the elbow sliders, right? Yeah, well, what happened was they changed their support class to Moto2, which was basically spec 600 bikes, but with full prototype suspension and tires and brakes and the change the riding style to effectively be these guys elbow dragging with lean angles you can't even comprehend yeah, uh, and basically mm-hmm. stopping slash backing it into corners where they're pivoting the bike into the corner on the front tire with the rear tire in the air uh getting so much lean that the elbow sliders are now ubiquitous on every guy's bike on every guy's leathers i mean these are reasons why i, I want to get people excited to watch this because i don't think enough americans are into it i mean yeah the elbow is on the ground it's like you're watching this and like it doesn't look physically possible if you watch marquez ride it looks like he's going to crash every single turn in fact his rookie (laughs) season the big ongoing thing was when is he going to finally crash this is unbelievable yet he never crashed He, he rode he looks like he's going to flip end over end into every turn while going sideways and he never does and it's unbelievable it's if you ever wanted to get into riding this is when you want to do it yeah these, these guys ride in ways that your msf teacher told you not to <laughs> when, when is it, it shouldn't work when did they uh, start adding uh elbow sliders like is how recent <clears throat> is that Probably the last couple of seasons. So, um, like, a couple of seasons from now, are they going to have, like, shoulder sliders? Helmet, helmet sliders. Helmet sliders. They're going to learn from Lucas. They're going to have ass sliders. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Scott Redding did already drag his head during a... Well, not a race, but during a practice Scott session. Redding is a British writer yeah. uh, who is pretty popular. Maybe helmet they could, pucks. Uh, nice. They could just put, like, little, like, you know, skateboard wheels on their head or something like that. <laughs> I, remember, um, I remember racers in the AFM getting elbow sliders added in... The last couple of years I raced was 06, 07. Right, Corey so Call was, like, was doing it pretty heavily at yep. Third Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they've been around a while. It's just taken a while to kind of It's just the, the speeds these guys are at. It's right. unbelievable. 
All right, so let's backtrack a bit. So you you guys, um, your podcast, you follow GP and you follow Superbike. World Superbikes. And then if any, there's anything notable in other national series like British Superbike, AMA, uh, we'll cover that. Um, like the Isle of Man, uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans or uh, oh, Suzuka, yeah. things like nice. that. If anything notable that happened, we'll cover it during the podcast. But it is predominantly MotoGP-centric. I got a general shotgun blast question here. Why do you why do you think American motorcycle racing is not as pr- promoted as heavily in the states as it is in Europe? I mean, like, what is it about the American motorcycle? We culture? suck. We like NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> Making a left yeah. turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. What what do you, what do you think is what's your opinion? Well, you know, I, you hear that stuff. Yeah, NASCAR left turns and, and Harley riders who just like to go straight and put car tires on their bikes. That's our but, culture, but, you know, it, Right? It, yeah, exactly. But in America, you know, motorcycling is viewed as a hobby, not a transportation. Right. But pretty right. much effectively, everywhere else in the world it's a normal source of transportation so everyone's ridden bikes and they can identify with bikes and riders and the proliferation of small bikes versus America you were talking about Ninja 250s earlier you've got a couple small bikes and those are as small as you get a 250 but you can buy hundreds and 80s and 125s in Rossi replicas Pedrosa replicas Hayden replicas oh wow yeah switched right so it's you know the culture is not the same hobby versus a normality of transportation the american fan base doesn't want to get up from where they're sitting and that's why the nascar bike is oval because you can sit there with your beer and watch yeah, the whole exactly. race <laughs> but with these with the motorcycle races you actually have to get up and walk around so that's just too hard for us all right so these bikes that they're Abetus. racing <laughs> the, these Abetus are racing. so you said the the super biker the the stock factory bikes production based, based production on production bike. bikes yeah, yeah. These GP bikes, like how fast are they going? Whoa! Well, they're they're not going to release the full spec of the bike because you know you don't want to kind of give information to the competition. But we're, I mean, you can't buy these bikes. But they're they're clocking them in the races. Uh, over two twenty, oh, sure, yeah, on over the front straight, Depends over nine thousand, and over <laughs> well over two hundred and fifty horsepower. Even when they release the specs of these bikes, they're yeah. saying you know two hundred fifty plus. That yeah. They won't go into that. They but. have to tone it down for the riders to be able to actually ride it. Even the fastest riders. How are the brakes I, different? They probably just don't have a big they're, enough uh, track. They're carbon on carbon. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and whereas it, it, World Superbike will have per, more production base brakes, steel, yeah, steel, steel brakes. brakes. But the carbon brakes, if you ever saw them in person, they're thick as hell. And at the night race in Qatar, which is their opening race, those like those brakes are literally glowing yeah. in the corners, wow. and you can awesome. see it at night, glowing. Don't, don't they uh, start working orange. better like the hotter they get? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why, there's why there's nothing they until they get hot. Yes. Makes wow. the track big enough to accommodate the speeds and the turns these things can do money let's get it up to 220 (laughs) miles an hour in a turn make the track two miles longer but you know know, right turns a little wider (laughs) these bikes are reaching actually the point right now where you're exceeding the capacity humans have to be able to go through turns i mean like we were saying they're elbow sliding but just going back to the elbow sliding it's it's not the difference between when the the guys in the afm do it is because they will reach down and get the elbow down these guys they have to get that low because the bike is traveling so fast. That's mm-hmm. the only way it's going to turn. 60 degree plus. They the actually next. have to pull the elbow in and they're still dragging it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a question. Um, I know you're saying that we're starting to get bikes that are too fast for people to really handle. So w- where are bikes going to go from now? Like, have we reached kind of like a, a critical point where making them faster won't really improve anything? Or are we going to start seeing like, you know, better traction or better brakes or better electronics? Basically. Better better electronics. 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 So basically, we're going to have a bunch of guys who have bikes that ride themselves eventually. More or less. <laughs> I mean, you've got ABS, yeah, I mean, you've got traction control. You've right got, now you know, they have modes. G- GPS, you know, centered trash control where the bike is on the fly. Yeah. 
per turn adjusting the level of traction. Yeah, like, and, and they also have like um, on the flight damping too, like on the BMW HP4. Yeah, the new Harley's yeah, backup it. cameras. <laughs> so, um, so long. I don't time think that's standard issue, but yeah. I, I just wanted to say the crinkling is the passing of the cookies. cookies. Who wants some cookies? So I a long, a long time ago, SUVs were all rollovers, and the NHTSB had a lot of accident data from fatalities in SUVs. All the SUVs out there Those were, were the tires, flat out rollover tires. No, so late, lately the data has indicated that this, the number of deaths, number of casualties, number of rollovers are way on the decline, and they attribute it to the vehicle stability control systems and the analog brakes. That are employed on the vehicles. So Hold the on, next logical step. How are we, how do we get to SUVs? Well, we're talking about. So the next I'm logical step yeah. is to push this technology onto the motorcycles oh, into okay. a safe way. So we're going to wind up with vehicle stability control. We're going to see traction control. We're going to see anti-lock brakes because we've already developed it on cars. We've seen it prove in less accidents. And I think the next step is to you know at some point very soon all motorcycles will have. Yeah, ABS. you'll see a traction control based on lean angle and pitch. You right. know, gear gear and gear speed. position. We talked speed, about that a couple. Do they have one that controls it based on blood alcohol content for the Harleys? <laughs> but my point, my point was that the data is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's there. It's been developed. Yeah. Right. In fact, it was developed so heavily that, that Dorna, who owns MotoGP, began to think that it was affecting the quality of the show because the bikes were so perfect, it almost became a parade lap. So they have slowly reined in control of electronics from the factory. So starting next year, you'll see spec ECU electronics where everyone has basically the same software capabilities that's under nice. control. Bring back to the two strokes. Bring, yeah, that's never yeah. going to happen. But. <laughs> Moto three is my favorite. I swear to God, it's the closest racing. It's the greatest thing know, ever. It's a clo- so close. Pure Seven of abreast. Racing, I'm biased. Yeah. I'm biased because I raced our 125s, so I'm totally biased. But right. still, it's the closest you, you can see. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's like the, uh, watching that first turn on a Moto three race is like yeah. you always get, yeah. and they're like 15 and 16 year old kids who have yeah. no idea what they're you know how yeah. dangerous this really is. right exactly <laughs> it's insane. Dennis, people. did you ever say who your favorite racer is? No. Who is it? Well, he's not currently racing. <gasps> Stoner. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know the what? absolute yeah. most currently naturally moaning. gifted Easy rider. I mean, he's your favorite rider's favorite yeah. rider. Yeah. I can yeah. see why you like him. He's I cute. lost a bet because of him. <laughs> no, actually, because he's number 27, which is also my number in my letters. But no, it's Liza just... says he's cute. You know he is, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, on that note, i got to mention that Marco Simicelli was cute. actually my favorite rider, but he passed away. Yeah. Yes. Well, now that I have a mouthful. I was about to ask that. Would That's you what say? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> No, she actually she said no. <laughs> Would you say that this is the most dangerous sport, professional sport? I mean, nah. deaths nah. occur. Deaths have occurred. When, every- when was the last death? Marcus Simoncelli. Uh, prof- so that, that was a few years ago. Simoncelli died. Yeah, it was pretty rough for was most. Was it three fans. years ago now? Two. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah two years ago. That uh, was pretty hard. Before that, a guy named Showa Tamazawa died as well. A very popular Japanese writer in yeah. the in the lower class. Um, I wouldn't say it's the most dangerous sport into the world, but there is, guys get hurt, things happen. Um, but I think it's the safest it's ever been now. Actually, yeah, it's for sure. One of those sports yeah. where yeah. injured participants will fucking keep going. Yeah, almost to a they, fault. There's some not, controversy that doctors are putting them to, on. Uh, <laughs> Take a leave. They 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 will do what they can to keep riding. What what a um, so what racing a circuit is uh, Macau at? What is that MotoGP? Is that World Superbike? No, that's, that's just its like its own event. Kind yeah, of it's thing. very like Macau the Isle of Man. Because yeah. I was I was remembering like last year or something. Some dude totally ate it at uh, Macau. Oh yeah, I mean it's like Isle of Man. Guys die there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's its own sort of 
own sanctioned street race, basically. Right. So it's um, like the Monaco in Macau. Yeah, yeah. Except it's totally walled because it's meant for cars with then it's bike guys riding. Crazy. Anyway. If you ever see an yeah. onboard footage, it's just like these guys are nuts. They're like when, going um, like an inch from the wall, you know? It's just, like they have to ride crossed up. Or their head would be dragging on the on the yeah. So we had uh, one fatality in the Dakar on bikes this last year. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's a completely different kind of motorcycle racing. So, is your podcast going to be covering things like Dakar? I mean, I know you're still working it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this season, once everything is going, it kind of determines our routine agenda. Uh, we'll just have to see. I'm, I'm not quite sure if we want to. The Dakar doesn't get a lot of coverage yeah. in the yeah. U.S. where you could watch it live or really directly. Well, you basically get yeah. highlights because it's an endurance race over a long period of time. Yeah. So you, it's kind of like the Isle of Man where the, the the U.S. coverage is highlight broadcast and someone kind of explaining. It's like watching the highlights of the Super Bowl and on, on television. You know? And uh, the one thing I probably want to bring out is that, I mean, this podcast was born on the idea of that sub forum on BARF. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like I, I mean when I thought of it it's really born of for us yeah for us mm. by us I never I, I don't even know if anybody's gonna listen to it okay other than us so kind of thing so I, well, I remember we, we said the same thing when we started yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just not trying to get too carried away right now you know yeah. I, I remember uh, when it almost kind of it all started it, it started out with like just one thread in the main forum and then it just got so esoteric it's like well what happens now. Yeah, and that's, that's when I brought up to Budman about, hey, maybe maybe branch this out of general, have it its own sub-forum. And yeah, and it's a, a thriving, pretty lively uh, uh, sub-forum. You know? Hey, yeah. if you but can get them to start a podcast, we will I jump in there, too. I have already started up the conversation. No, I, I was going to say, I, I remember what it was like starting out, and it's been a year and a half, and we're up to like 17, 18 people now. So yeah. stick with it. It's worth it. So far, it's fun. It's definitely fun. 17, 18 listeners? Yeah. <laughs> right, totally. Barely. Maybe we, do, we do have a third. We already got you beat then, yes. <laughs> and for those those questions that you've been asking earlier, we do have a third guy who, is, who posted with us but lives in San Diego. He's the boring one. That's why he's not here. But he's basically like a, walk, he's like a walking rule book, and he can explain. Is it that house guy? Uh, no. No. House? <laughs> no, no, I got him. I got, yeah. That was like no. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I would like to know, I know that there are female racers in AMA mm-hmm. um, who how long do you think it'll be until we see a female racer in GP I know that just of the racers who race in AMA and other racing circuits just getting in the GP it's not just how talented you are there's a lot of talented well, racers it's, it, there's so much involved I know that but when? How long do you think it'd be until we see? Do you think we'll have a female president before we have a female in uh, GP? Uh, no, only because I want to say that um, in the supporting class, like Moto Three, they actually have at least a couple of Spanish um, female riders, regular full-time riders. So, you know, as far as Dorn is concerned, who runs Super uh, Superbike and Moto GP, they're they're trying to bring them up. It's, I guess it's just a matter of them actually making the cut. What about Elena Myers? Do you think she has a shot? Well, she's already ridden a MotoGP bike in uh, in the Indianapolis GP. They actually put Cali, her on right? it. right? No, Suzuki. No, Suzuki. Yeah. Suzuki put her on it. Although yeah. the last one to actually, right. the last female AMA racer that rode a MotoGP bike for exhibition is Melissa Paris. I thought Suzuki right. was out of right. it for a while. No, they're, they're coming back. back. They're coming season, back. Yeah. They, they were out, so they yeah. gave her one of the new... No, no, no. This is a few years. Oh, ago. Yeah, this okay, was a few years okay, ago. Okay. Before they left. That's a good point. Let's talk about the bikes. So, so who who is in the in this game? What uh, what brands? The, the big players would be Yamaha, Honda, and Ducati. They're the you know the main players who've supported. Not it. Kawasaki. Even no, with there their is H2, no Kawasaki. H two R. No Kawasaki. They have wow. a factory presence in World Superbike, but not in MotoGP. Um, it's not so, always profitable to like race. So a lot of those guys just don't want to do it. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Aprilia is returning, and because the, you know racing is part of their pedigree and how they sort of sell their brand, so they're coming yeah. back. And then Suzuki is returning after a short hiatus with a brand new bike and a pretty new investment in the whole system. What were they doing? Like organizing their sock drawer? Or? They were not doing well for a long time, and then yeah. they pulled the plug on it um, and basically rebooted. Built a whole new bike with a new engine configuration, uh, hired a whole new system of team to run it, and then hired two new young gun uh, crazy riders to really push this they thing. They had to purge and then re- redo it, huh? Exactly. Yeah, the funny thing with Suzuki is I don't know why before coming back this season, they were they kept pushing with the uh, V4 engine configuration, even mm-hmm. though they they were very well known and successful with an inline four, mm-hmm. especially in superbikes. So I, I really, I don't know why they, they kind of tried to make that happen but they're coming back now with the bike yeah, a lot of times finally with that is, is a lot of publicity we yeah, and that's true. Yeah. The, the, marketing thing it, too, absolutely. So. The amount of publicity they're getting from even just their testing, they're producing videos yeah, like, "Oh, we exactly. tested, and this is how great it's been." It's like right. free, pu- free pub. Yeah, you know. What about? Um, are we going to see something like another Britain ever come through? This is actually the most Brits we've had. In no, the, in the she means the bike itself. The bike. Oh, no, bad. personally, yeah, okay. no. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, the days of building a bike in your garage. These bikes are so amazingly technical and refined. It's unbelievable. I mean, last test they brought seven. Honda, just Honda, brought seven different versions of their bike to narrow it down. You're talking about wow. bikes, $100 million investments in this in these programs. Um, the days of a guy like Britain or Motosys or whatever, are right. those are gone. You know, It's just too big, too much money. What was the last one? Elmore, I think? Yeah. That's not, Elmore, a, that's not even Brit? I'm not even sure at, if that's In the Brit. support class in Moto2 and Moto3, you do see some bikes like that. Uh, well, chassis builders. Yeah. Chassis builders who can not have to worry about the engine configuration, which is yeah. so expensive. They can build their own chassis. And you have seen some experimentation like with monocue frames or... Um, I get the, the word escapes me now, but instead of, instead like of hub forks, steering, hub steering. Yeah, hub center shot. steering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have one where the bodywork, which is in carbon fiber, is actually the chassis of the bike. <laughs> Wow. Hmm. All right. So let's talk a little <laughs> politics. So we mentioned Ooh, my how favorite. we lost the GEP here locally at Laguna Seca. Right. Can you explain why? I want the, to hear this, actually. The I truth think or idea. what they want us to think? Yes. You, you t- Dennis, What's you the conspiracy, man? What, they're su- what we're supposed <laughs> this is, to this say? Is, this is the PR safe version, I think. I mean, they... Dorna came to ownership of World Superbikes because they used to just organize MotoGP. Bridgepoint is the parent company of Dorna. All right, now um, Bridgepoint bought FIM, who used to organize World Superbike. So what they did is they took away the organized um, organization duties from FIM and gave it to Dorna. So now Dorna runs both MotoGP and World Superbikes. The PR safe version of why we lost Laguna or why Moto G- Laguna lost MotoGP is because they brought World Superbikes back into Laguna Seca. So for Dorna, it's like why have both of them? when you can just have one of the other. So they took MotoGP away, but then they brought World Superbikes back. Mm-hmm. That's probably the PR safe reason for it. Uh, the real reason is because, you know, Texas has the new Circuit de Americas, massive investment, massive tax breaks and and local investments from Texas. Kevin Schwantz running it. Uh, and with three, because they also do Indianapolis, which has... Which the actually had its own scandal, by the way, but go Yes. Uh, so they said, well, we got three and we need to expand to emerging markets, to use mm-hmm. the capitalist terms, because we're a mature market. Air quotes. Uh, right. Air quotes, for <laughs> sure. Uh, they're trying to expand. They've expanded into Latin America. They're desperately trying to get more Asian rounds. Um, America's motorcycle buying market is 
stagnant even still right. mm-hmm. so why are we investing this much money and we're, we can... we're figuring out how to fix them ourselves <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> become self-sufficient oh gee yeah. i don't have the money to take this to a mechanic and, you I know, might as well crack open a book for once monterey is not exactly the most friendly area when it comes to like let's get hella people and yeah. really nope. loud yeah. bikes i always heard it was because uh, of like noise ratings and politicians that's yeah, for everything I mean, you can't even do a track they only get there's only yeah. drama they, they, they only keep have lowering a, the noise rating there's only a certain amount of days a year that Laguna allows like an open decibel limit, yeah, and it's exceedingly limited. Yeah, and I thought they just gave all those days to World Superbike. It's not like anybody lives there. Yeah, no, people do live near it. They just they build houses. Just enough rich ones, yeah, they basically. The they yeah. build houses the right next what? to it, and then they keep going to court and suing them over and over again until they close the racetrack. Well, it's it, it, it didn't right. help that and Monterey like, was known for price gouging unbelievable rates for hotel and food and people would make reservations a year in advance and then Monterey's would basically price fix all the hotels kick people out and then charge triple the rates and they actually got sued for it and I believe they you know uh, a customer whoever sued them ended up winning this lawsuit over it you know, wow. It was quite clear that they were... Why do you hate capitalism, bro? You're right, bro. <laughs> Bootstraps, bro. <laughs> Bootstraps. So, so <laughs> what, tra- what tracks have you all been to? To uh, GP, GP. All of them. No. Have you gone to other countries to see? I haven't. I have been to Mugello, so I've been to Italy, and if you ever want to see um, utter insanity in Italy, uh, one of their hobbies is to try to out loud the other bikes. Uh, so you will see people bringing things like car like engines with mo- chainsaws with no chain but a mic- megaphone attached to it and revving them all night, and car see, engines with megaphones out of the exhaust. come to Oakland and, and hear the whistlers. The whistle the whistler tip. Tip. The whistle go, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> It's early in the morning. They it's should like be cooking breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast is sausage. We're doing them a favor. Oh my god! Uh, um, there's nothing like uh, a going to a MotoGP. You know, Colin Edwards is a famous American racer, two-time World Superbike champion. Said it was effectively going to the Super Bowl every single place he went. Yeah. Um, especially to the countries that only have a single round, it's treated like a massive event, a huge yeah. media circus. It's a it's a week long ordeal. Everything that, stops. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is it as big as uh, football? No, nothing. No. <laughs> if, if that goes away, then this is right. Yeah. A second, a second in line. It's in Spain and and the Latin portions of Europe and as well as Britain. It's it's very very popular. So, are you guys also following electric bikes? Is this on your radar? Or are you, as you know, real race aficionados? Do you not count that yet? No. We count everything. It, it counts, and I think it's the future. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm yeah, not, man. I, I don't heavily follow it because it's so bike-dependent that guys are winning races well, by two laps and things like that. Yeah, I mean, just a few years ago, we were up at the races up at um, Sonoma, and the electric bikes got on, and it was hard to tell who won because they all had stopped at some point. <laughs> right. They all broke down. <laughs> yeah, they well, all... and the quality of riders in the electric series was pretty big. Like, you had Eric Bostrom and a couple of guys who were legitimate world-caliber riders against... You know, glorified club racers. Not there's anything club racing, but they weren't a talent level was the disparity was so big that it wasn't really. But it's coming up quick. The technology, the bikes. They're sorting it out. Yeah, they're getting real racers on them. Mm -hmm. It's coming up. Um, Honda, Honda wants it. They've even made some. You know, hundred. What about Harley? Uh, What about Harley? Are they going to be in the the (laughs) game? You know. 
Not sure. I'm not sure the the live wire. If that's what you're referring yeah, to, I'm, I'm not sure if they're developing that for the purpose of racing. Didn't they just get out of racing? They just don't de racing anymore. Harley. No, they're still racing the Harleys, right? The no, the that's, AMA? that's no? gone. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, gonna be, yeah. it's gonna be replaced. Oh, that oh, those well, were crazy. Er- everything about the AMA is basically being overturned anyway. Yeah, like right now. So. I want to get to that in a second, but just to finish up, electric bikes. Um, I mean, are people are they being taken serious yet, or do you think we're like five years out before? I think we're you're farther than five years. It, yeah, it's okay. definitely more. It definitely, is still in its infancy, and but I think you, everybody knows that. It's gonna kick the ass of gas bikes though. Eventually, like once the technology gets refined enough, they're gonna be lighter and faster and have more torque. You know. Yeah, instant torque. Uh, it doesn't know. need any more torque, trust me. And yeah, it's like zero, like nothing to The problem with racing, though, is there's certain <laughs> things that people don't want to change. You still look at bikes now from 100, you know, 50 years ago, there's still forks. You know, yeah. riders are notoriously conservative. No one yeah. wants to be the rider that has to, you know, expend three years of his career trying to figure out how to ride some brand new style of bike. Well, and nobody also wants to be the sponsor who has to, you know, spend all that money figuring out how to right. fucking do it. Right. Okay. So you'll find, like, even though Moto2, which the whole point of that subclass was to explore chassis capabilities because we got a spec engine that Honda's supplying to everyone, it's all basically zeroed in now to Calyx is, a, a, you know, a frame manufacturer makes every bike because yeah. no one wants to be the guy take a chance because you always have an excuse well my bike wasn't as good or that guy's bike was better so i think it will be a while before electric bikes really catch on as a mainstream thing you know would they have like their own class like what if there was an electric bike that could compete with the current moto gp i think they're gonna have their own class before they ever put them on the same track together there's there's no need to i mean we know which way the world's going you know at least the western world in terms of combustion (laughs) engines it's only a matter of time but that time is probably a bit off so you brought this up a second ago. Let's talk about is it Wayne Rainey? Yes. So what is happening in the world of racing? Uh, I mean, the basic it's, gist of it is that they basically took control of the AMA. It's it's Moto America now. I think is the the name of it. Uh, which, America. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really I'm excited about it. I I kind of don't want to get too excited. Um, but it's good to know that people who actually race and know racing right. are now taking control over the show because it was really in such a state of disarray that I mean I really think that it genuinely contributed to the decline of American road racers or the success of American road racers in the global kind of competition so I mean I don't want to jinx it but uh, I really I really hope for the best as far as Moto America is concerned especially so, given the last few years it's pretty yeah. bad the last few years yeah, uh, you that's know, why I'm thinking Daytona Motor Group came in anything's better than that basically yeah right? and, and almost like, killed the entire thing yeah. uh, so AMA is just in the US yeah that's American, our national yeah. right. uh, road so racing so how how many races a year are there Oh, approximately a, I think last year there was like only like five, five it was really ridiculous five. it was yeah, the, really sad no right. west coast venues at all I right yeah, yeah last year Sonoma. was pretty much a death knell for the existing power structure of AMA to the point where there was hardly any races no west coast races Jim said wow yeah um, but it almost needed that to be able to come up it needed to needed to die it needed to die rock bottom before you yeah, move yeah. fight club yeah. style you know so so I mean where is it going to go? I mean, the MotoGP, I mean, it comes to just a couple places here in the States. And, and, and because it's traveling so far around the world, you may have it once a year right. to get a chance. So, AMA, what are the chances that this can build up, that there can be like a few races a year that you might be able to go see? Well, God, it was only, I mean, Jim knows, it was only yeah. a few years ago that AMA would 
I mean, completely overtakes Sears Point. I had friends you know? who were in AFM and they would do AMA as well. You know, so they're trying to graduate from like the hobby club to do something a little more professional. And, and right. they, I remember seasons in the in the mid two thousands where they were doing uh, several, at least two rounds at Sears Point and another round at Laguna. Like like there were at least three AMA races in the Bay Area. Yeah. You know, AMA yeah. was huge. It was the premier national yeah. series for a long time. Honda had three factory bikes. Yeah. Almost oh, wow. everyone was invested yeah. at one point. 2003, yeah. 4, 5, Ducati came in with, you know, they brought World Superbike riders over. Uh, yeah. When it got taken over by Daytona Motor Group, they just thought they didn't need factories and yeah. basically it seemed like consciously tried to kill the sport. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, I mean, back then, that's when American road racing was actually respected around the world. And the wor- now it's like... And Nicky Hayden, who was a MotoGP champion in 2006, was initially a multi-class champion in AMA yeah. and graduated directly to the number one class, number one team in MotoGP, the, the Repsol factory yeah. team. Um, that was back when winning the title as an American meant, you know, this guy's world class. He in, needs to be on a top team. In MotoGP. So, right. you know, he didn't go through Moto3, then no, Moto2. Straight then Mo- to the best. Straight Whereas the, right. now, our current, well, not current, but two years ago, Josh Heron won the AMA Superbike title. He went to Moto2 and just... Got sacked before yeah, the season was much. even done. It was yeah. really a bad, sad state of affairs for American road racing, basically. So is it is this reflecting on what's happening in, in all of motorcycling now, how we have dealerships closing down, and, I mean, everything is at a, a lull. Is this... A That's because bi- not enough people are bootstrapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad some jobs. Is this, re- is this jobs. related to the economy, <laughs> oh, yeah. is what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Big time. And yeah, because man. if people aren't buying the bikes, there isn't the money to go in. It goes back to that thing I said about yeah. there's no cheap small bikes that are that you know kids are getting. You know, parents these days aren't letting kids ride bikes, bikes. to school. But if you go to to Paris, you see teenagers riding bikes all day long. If you go to any, pretty much any town in Italy, those kids are racing those bikes around. You know, they're all, like doing standing wheelies on mopeds and shit. Like. Yeah, Rossi, Rossi <laughs> used to joke about him and his friends would break into tracks when they were like, you know, eleven and twelve, and their bikes around tracks. All right, yeah, so man. I wanted to cover this real quick. How does somebody get to the GP? I mean, these people are starting when they're like three or four, right? Yeah, yeah. Really young. they're being yeah. bred, a groomed, really good bred, support yeah. group from the time you're a toddler on and some money, 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 money. Is do you think and it's also pedigree too? Like. Money. Are there are there people who are just uh, just carry good genes? Like, do people come from racing pedigrees and end up racing? If you mean pedigree and good genes, if you mean Spanish, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've noticed that a lot of them are Spanish and Italian. Well, I mean, whether well, whether massive, people like it or not, Spain is really good at cultivating he, racing. Huge investment like, by yeah. the governments themselves. So Spain has a national series. The government invests in it. Oh wow! Um, and then a guy like a guy like Rossi has recently started his own Moto Three team and a, a, the VR Forty Six team. And because he's so famous. He's gotten sponsors galore with the explicit intent of bringing up young Italian writers. Right. He decided as a famous Italian writer that there weren't enough Italians, so I'm going to invest millions of dollars of my own money to bring Italians up. Well, pretty cool. More of what my question was was hitting on was like, is it is there like some sort of component where you kind of have to be the right person? In order oh, for to do sure, this? like any sport. Yeah, you know, Spanish. Predisposed. <laughs> so it's well, like if well, you're Spanish, you know, you're you're all good. All you need to do is jump on a bike for a few years. Yeah, but generally you have GP. to have the, the support system for that. I mean, these picked chosen people have got to have a bunch of other people to race against, right? Yeah. So you've got right. to sort of support the industry as a whole. Well, you got to have rich parents yeah. to like fund all your shit. So you know, from I age three to, to eighteen, <laughs> I used to sleep next to my race bike under the canopy and save money from staying in a hotel 
because that was a freaking set of tires, don't you know? Right. You know, but I think in Spain, people don't have to do that as much. I think the whole industry is a little bit more supported. Maybe there's cheaper hotels or It's a little whatever, insular, you know? too. Remember, in, in, in California, you got to travel pretty far to go to oh, different yeah, tracks. In Spain, there's you know there's five right world-class there. tracks yeah. within a couple hours of you. I can so sleep at home. here's where, where I was going with that, actually, is... So uh, there's not as much racing happening that people can go see live, but there is because people have to come up through right. the circuit. So you have AFM, which is support the sport, yeah. which is going to be every. I mean, every state has AFM, doesn't it? Well, there's AFM is its formula, own. Yeah. yeah, there's some right. form. Of AFM is our is the NorCal club. Oh, is it just NorCal? Yeah, okay. Southern Southern California has their own like Guerra, I think. Okay, so Guerra, WSMC, yeah, exactly. Guerra, uh, Most yeah. states are going to have, and you would call that club racing. Club racing. Right. I used to go to AFM at the tracks around here, Button Willow, and I mean it's still just as much fun to watch. Oh, that's the Especially best. Especially because it's sometimes yeah. even more fun sometimes. because oh, yeah. access to oh, pits, access, access to, to the pits, yep. and people are just yeah. setting up camps and yeah. barbecues and talk about like a giant tailgating experience but even also i used to go out to stockton um to the go-kart track yeah Yeah. 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 well it's fun as fuck dude yeah that's back when Uh, elena myers was 11 and nobody could keep up with her she She was the fastest racer on the track at 11 fascinating to watch that and then they would bring out the pocket bikes Oh my gosh! Sacramento you Mini Road Racing Association. I adults <laughs> riding yeah. next to little kids, mm-hmm. and I remember that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I remember at one point this little kid. I think he was like five. His name was Mario, and he crashed in a corner. And as a kid would do, his instinct was to get off the bike, stand up, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so one of the 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 workers it was like running over to get him and his bike off the track and we looked up and his dad was also in the race and we're like oh good here comes his dad and his dad just blew past him (laughs) (laughs) and and kept going as a turn worker had to pick him and his bike up and carry him off there's no render family in the race there's no core you're all my enemy there's no crying in racing (laughs) that actually connects to your comment previously you know Elena Myers yeah she's really good her dad owned a track yeah. Right. Yeah, you know he, I mean? he ran the oh. racing. Right. So when you to be that good, you have to have the genes, the pedigree, and have things fall into place. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but for people who want to check out racing, there's all sorts of racing. And out inexpensive there. to watch. It's a cheap thrill. Yeah. And it's it's still just as much fun. Oh yeah. Even mm-hmm. on the go kart track. So I mean, I can't even tell people how to find out. I mean, I guess that's what Google's for. Right. It doesn't or the have forums, to be yeah. world class racing. Use the interwebs. Go see any racing. It's fun. Even we go down to. Um, the flat track racing when it happens down here um, at the what do you call it? Fairgrounds. Oh, the uh, indoor indoor flat. Watsonville Speedway. No, 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 oh, it's outdoor. No, the, oh. It's the San Jose County Fairgrounds. Um, no, Watsonville Speedway. It's at the Fairgrounds, Santa Cruz County. Yeah, fairgrounds. They, oh, yeah, they haven't been doing it lately. No, but the, even just going to see flat track, flat track is an racing. amazing sport to watch. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Where do we go see flat track? Uh, I used to go down to Watsonville. The, Nash, the, the, AMA Nash, the AMA series is expanding. In fact, in Northern California, they have uh, Calistoga, uh, which is in Napa County, wine country area, have, yeah. a, have yeah. a big shot there. Um, some amateur races in Santa Rosa. Nice. I'm not from Santa Cruz. I don't know where in this specific area. But flat track is easy to see and might be more entertaining than even MotoGP in person. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It will be. I'm yeah. pretty sure. No so, front brakes is always cool. No front brakes. Yeah. How about this? Um the soup the motard racing so over in europe with the you know part dirt part asphalt we only see it now at these as an exhibition at ama shows. ama killed it uh is it going to be happening here 
Especially with this, you know, uprising, everyone wants these supermotos. I know, yeah, motor, supermotos <laughs> are like the hipster riders. And I'm looking you know, at right? something <laughs> on there. What? Uh, but, you know, in Europe, it's it's dirt and street, but there's not really the kind of jumps that the American series tried to put in. They started putting these triple supercross jumps in right. to where guys, you know, one of the aspects that was cool for supermoto was all different disciplines could come together. A flat track right. guy, a road race guy, and a motocross guy could all race together and have their advantages. But when you have a triple, that's no one's going to do that but a supercross guy with any right. sort of sense of speed. The other guys are going right. to run around it. X Games kind of messed it up where they had they were getting pretty big then that year where Eric Bostrom rode. They changed a jump without telling the riders. Oh. And it was a jump into what? a stadium. And guys like Eric Bostrom, Ben Bostrom, pretty famous Northern California riders said, yeah. I'm just never doing it again because they cased it hard on a jump into a stadium where X Games didn't tell anyone they changed a the jump the night during the night. Mm. I think Supermoto is probably not going to rise back to where it should have been, personally. The the tide of popularity and sort of that rise. It was like the indie crew, you know? Yeah. It's like this this secret everyone was kind of getting in on, that hot band that suddenly released a crappy single that no one liked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. Are there, and then faded from good. obscurity forever. Right. <laughs> Aside from, like, dirt, like, hair scrambles and stuff, is there any other racing uh, circuits we haven't mentioned? Or I mean, well, yeah, pocket bikes and, you know, Supermoto. Is there anything else? Yeah, there's there's plenty. I mean, um, I mean, in the Barf uh, forum, the Barf. Yeah, we've got we've got other kind of regulars that cover that particular like flat track racing. It's got mm-hmm. its own thread. Right. Irish road racing even has its own kind of thing. What's so, Irish road racing? It, like it's insane. Exactly what it sounds Total like. Total insanity. Yeah. So you got to drink a beer every lap. Think the Isle of Man, but you every won't race. qualify unless you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to have you a breath of life. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really you're, uh, know. <laughs> well, you're judged on lap time and BAC. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? You're a point two. Here's your keys. It's legitimate road racing on roads. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the Isle of Man, long circuits, mountain circuits, yep. and the guys are riding on roads that are not even close to meant for motorcycles. You know, dragging shoulder on hillsides and doing jumps. I mean, jumping bikes at 100 miles an hour. I, I, it's almost like scary for me to watch to the point where I'm like, why am I even supporting this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> These guys are like killing themselves for my entertainment. This is yeah. like, yeah, there's a guy that but dies definitely every watch. year, right? It's that's how they roll over there. Like, there's at least one fatality every year, either road race or Irish. the Isle of Man. Ha- Isle of Man, yeah. I, even on Barf, I've actually said already, yeah. like, let's just kill it already. You yeah, know, it's done. Yeah. But I thought most of the casualties in Isle of Man were like not the, the racist spectators running but, across no, the track. I thought they're like they have uh, the racers, but they also like open it up to just any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Right? Mad Sunday, Mad Sunday. Yeah, and oh. I I thought oh, yeah. that was where all the people were dying because basically it's like imagine if you took Highway Nine and closed it off and you're like, hey everybody, let's go right as Imagine that's can. every Saturday. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Oh, Highway Nine closed off right now. Someone just yeah. just tear you I know mean, tear their butthole up a little bit doing something. You guys are. You guys I, are um, I did not tear my butthole dragging me on Highway I mean, Nine and hitting a Prius. You guys are talking about the Isle of Man and I'm looking at the sticker that says "Wake Up James." You know, and yeah. that's yeah. where he got hurt. Yeah. You know, that's right. that poster right there. It says, and I knew James, and he was a really <laughs> nice guy. And I rode a lot with him, you know, and he went out with Helmont, and they went and did Isle of Man sidecars, you know. So, yeah. There is a feeling of guilt, yeah, yeah. at least on my part, sometimes supporting that sport, <laughs> knowing yeah. what these guys are doing. Now we're bringing so, it down. Let, let's get back to <laughs> the fun. Again, yeah. the reason that I, you know, brought y'all down, besides talking about this, was to help promote your podcast. So, would somebody listen to your podcast if they don't follow racing? Can they understand what's going on? Or you, or I think that's part of the reason why I decided uh, in the last two episodes to turn into a video podcast in the sense that I would include 
photos of a topic, rider bike that we're currently talking Those about. Those Americans so like pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's 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 a kind, and not just static pictures because you know ADD kind of thing. So I have to put like a effect on it, whatever. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know honestly because uh, like I said, in its infancy, I only thought of it for that specific population within BARF. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like Kevin and Rob, uh, my other co-hosts, are the one that kind of pushed the idea of actually uh, disseminating it past that. Yeah, I mean. In the, I make a lot of inside references and jokes. So if you know the sport, you're gonna make it. You're gonna understand it a lot more. Um, but you know, Rob is a, a treasure trove of information to the point where he could probably recite the MotoGP rulebook to you, and he brings it down to a level where if you're not familiar with the sport specifically, you're gonna learn a lot from him as he talks. And then I'll just say yeah. stupid shit. So if know, somebody wants to learn more about racing, then listen. Then okay, <laughs> fair enough. And watch. So uh, let's first establish. Um, so where, where do they find you? We said on YouTube, but you, do you have a website? Do you have an email well, address? I mean, first and foremost, on BayAreaRidersForum.com in the Couch Racers sub forum. And we are uh, in YouTube and SoundCloud as well. We don't have an official website yet. I don't know if we even discussed it. Yeah. So You should get one. We should get one. How about, do you have an email? That people can contact you if they have a question. Not officially yet for the podcast specifically, but okay, we have to have a sit down and talk. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> post a comment. Or I, I feel video. like you've actually thought this further than I have so far. So no, that's Just also. I mean, we wanted you to know, because because you're local. I, we're yeah. here to help you out and see you along too. Yeah, actually, we've been kind of organized figuring out how exactly we want to do it. Our initial few episodes were to zero in on the format that we liked, how we want to do it, sort of develop our on-air personality, so to speak, and get this stuff in line before the season officially starts. There's yeah. still a couple more major tests that can be covered that we'll cover that you'll be able to get in on the sport, realize who the riders are, who they're riding for, uh, and we'll get contact information that up, you know, more evenly once we kind of get everything going. Okay, but for now, then go to YouTube and look under CRC. CRC Podcast. CRC Podcast. Yeah. All right, it's part of so BARF's official channel. Let's get to know you two a little bit more. So what kind of bikes do you ride? Dennis, what do you ride? Um, for the street, I have an 88 Hawk GT NT650. Everybody loves that bike ride. Yeah. I know every every person that's come up to me and said that they owned it. They always say the same thing before they yeah. say goodbye, and they say, "I wish I never got rid of it." Yeah, yeah. the thing looks yeah. ahead of its time. It's got a single sided swing arm. It was built in the eighties, yeah. and it looks super cool. You know, yeah. like back so, when Honda was innovating. You know, yeah, that, that, that's my boring, boring bikes. They'll look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have? Uh, for the track, I ride my O two R one. Okay. Uh, but I also last picked up a 66 Suzuki K15, which is a mini Trail 80 two-stroke. Nice. I'm in love with that. I, I'm stoked to be riding a bike older than me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, All right, what I do you actually ride? don't own a motorcycle right now. Um, what? Heretic. But, no, it's weird, isn't no, it? Let me go. I have... Uh, the last few times I've ridden... So you're have, a poser. No. Uh, yes. I did have my <laughs> AFM expert license. Uh, I rode for 20 years. I, outside of the continent of Africa, I have not ridden a bike in about three years. Um, what but was I, your last bike? My last bike, I had a Suzuki RM125. So I've had about 22 bikes in my day, um, but took a bit of a, a sabbatical from actually owning to do some more traveling. So the last bike I rode heavily was a Kuwaseki Kawasaki knockoff. Kuwaseki. Uh, Kuwaseki. I had, yeah, it was Kuwaseki. Spelled, replaced all the A's with E's, and I rode it across Burkina oh. Faso. 
That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, nice. what, what dude, that's it? almost as good as like Chong Ching, dude. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a Kuaseki. All the A's replaced with E's, and then the logo on the back was a K with the Honda wings attached to it. <laughs> nice. yeah, it was a 125 two-stroke. Yes, it was like pretty rad. Sorny or a magnet box. Yeah, it was with, 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 to prevent fall apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nice. what will your next bike be? Uh, I owned a 900SS Ducati that yeah, I, I absolutely one. loved. It was Great. a 99, so it was the turbo launch design that not everyone was into. Yeah. I most likely will buy another one of those uh, pretty shortly. Cool looking bikes, man. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that own dirt bikes we ride, and so I just use their bikes when we ride. Nice. You know, I still have my M1 nice. endorsement. So we didn't prepare you. Okay. But there is a question we ask all of our guests. Oh, it's that time I'm again. Are you you're prepared uh, I'm for I'm prepared. This? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so... If I say, tell Kevin me. Kevin is not gay. <laughs> How relevant. Don't be so binary with your sexuality. Dude. Yeah, right. Well, if I say, what's your up the butt bike, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Yes, I do. Okay. So Let's start with him. Dennis, what is your up the butt bike? I'm still thinking about it today. Ever since I, I found out about that, you're not question. prepared. I'm preparing this since I knew she was going to ask me that. But <laughs> I, I, how can you ask a motorcyclist that? I mean, only in the sense that I always, I, I just want everything. Why are you trying yeah. to dodge this question? I'm not. I just, I just genuinely. <laughs> okay, so while you, he's stumbling, so yes. Kevin, Damn. this is a bike that you look at and you go, man, I'd take it up the butt for that. Uh, Ducati Sport Classic Smart. Okay. Holy yeah. uh, shit, he no knows what's up. Storm no doubt. Paul Smart Sport. Right now. Yeah. Run, a, nice. run a train as long as you totally. get him to be out of it. <laughs> 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 He's like, let's start right now. I want that bike. <laughs> uh, I'm, pretty par- I'm pretty partial to Envy Agustas, too. So, um, they you do know, sound great. They're F4, the original Oro, the 750. Yeah. I would, oh, there's ungodly hot. things I would do for that bike. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dennis, come on. Show me up here, Dennis. So... It's a Ninja 250, right? No. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in a phase right now when I'm I'm liking older bikes. <laughs> yeah. So would, not even a new bike kind of thing. You know? Sure, sure. All right, but would you take bikes, it off the you know? butt for it? Can we ride a train? <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, I can't ask that. Come I, I on, come on. what would you take it up the butt for? There's something you'd take it up the butt for. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my dream bike, which I owned and I don't have anymore. Sure. Uh, it's a 2000 Aprilia RSV Mille. Yeah. yeah. And it's got to be in red and gray. Kind of thing. I mean, when I had it, I called her Monica for Monica <laughs> Bellucci, which is the goddess. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. So, that's it. Now I'm sad because I, rem- I remember that's I don't have that bike machine. anymore. Thank you. I thought machine. it was Blowinski. What? All right. Well, good. I'm glad you were prepared for that. And I sort love, of. Kevin, that you, you're on it. Uh, you yeah, get well, it. You get I it. I have to do. I mean, give me the bike already. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. So I just wanted to cover a couple things real quick that um, came up recently. Um, today at the garage, uh, we had two guys stop by, Tim and Thomas. Both both came by. Tim and, then, and Tom. And then I think Thomas is the one who stayed and hung out and watched everything and got to know people. Okay. And Bailed. they both came by to nice. drop off gear. They're, or they're going to come drop off gear. So that how was really cool. How do these guys, how do they know us? Uh, met, one of them met us at the show and the other one. Like um, eight months ago? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which show? Bikes, yeah. on, the Bikes, Bikes on, on the Bay. Bikes on the Bay. No shit. Bob. God damn. Right. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know, Douglas, I wanted to mention you. I might as well mention it here on the air. Sure. Uh, I was talking to Jonathan. Who... I, no, I didn't do it. I'm not signing it. 
who has been hanging out with us a lot lately and i asked him uh, i said so how did you come to us where'd you come from he goes oh i met you guys back at that bike show a long time ago and i dropped by once and i hung out with adrian you i guess i wasn't there um you know and it was cool and then uh i just you know he, he said uh, he, he didn't really feel like there was anything going on for him here but then one day he was kind of just thinking oh you should go check that out again and he said he came and he hung out and douglas said you were here and that uh you were doing something said hey dude i'm a solder and you want to have you soldered before you want to learn come on over and you taught him how to solder and and then he said it was really cool and then he said yeah i like hanging out with you you should come more often and he said you know no one it's not often people tell you that and he said he, he so you made him feel pretty nice oh, good and that's a why he's been romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seed. That's why he's been coming everywhere. back and really enjoying it. Nice. So, oh, good. yeah. I mean, that, good that's, on you. that's that's one of the things we we try and cultivate here is some sense of belonging and you know, if you're not promoting that, then you you probably don't belong here. Get the fudge out. <laughs> and then uh, Get out. Jim, I wanted to thank you because Dan, it was the lucky guy who showed up today who yeah, you had called me and said, "Hey, I have this oh, yeah. bike. Yeah. I want to donate to the shop." And I thought, yeah. "Well, you know, I got to find the right home for this because my thing is, it's not just about having another bike, and I don't want to just give it to somebody just so they can have another bike. Who can really use it and has the means me. to see it through?" <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan, make it, make it pretty the way I restored it. Yeah, Dan, I think, will. And he's willing to sell the bike he's been working on to fund it. So Dan is going to be the recipient of a new-to-him K75R. K75R. That's K75S, 1991 S, S, K75S. Yeah, K75S. So, custom, <coughs> custom blue, metallic blue paint, yeah. pearl white rims. Does that thing have the, dr- the dry uh, clutch with the... With the no, 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 yeah, big old dry clutch. You know, right, yeah, typical just, BMW case. Right, you'd have to split lives. the bike and have to get access yes, to it. Yes, yeah. you yeah. have to split okay. the bike. <laughs> it's like working on a fucking tractor. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's a triple, though, right? Yeah, it's a triple. No, all BMWs are like working on tractors. It just goes the territory. And it only got worse with time. <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to thank you for that, and and no, and know that I, I take it very seriously. Anything that gets donated, be it some gear or a bike, to find the right home, somebody who will appreciate and use it. Um, and lastly, just something that came through, I think an email or a bar for something I found interesting. But they're trying to create a I don't know a bill or whatever in san francisco to have uh, motorcycles and scooters exempt from paying for parking spaces and to because they're saying they're able to uh, park in places that cars can't there's a lot of these weird awkward like triangles and stuff like that yeah and i've seen many to... threads on barfa people who got ticketed <laughs> over stuff like that yeah. well apparently this is uh i don't know that it's how far it's going but i know it's something that's coming up that they're really starting to look at and to give people who ride a pass and i think i when i was re- researching i found like austin or someone like that was already doing that so i'm hoping that this is something that goes further and that more cities do this because it totally sucks i think everyone here deals with parking and trying to squeeze between cars but risking getting a ticket yeah or risking getting hit that's what i worry about yeah well also like car drivers i've had people like hey why are you taking up a whole space i'm like where the fuck else am i supposed to park those half spaces let me show you yeah Yeah. they're like why can't you park on the sidewalk i'm like i don't know why can't i i think think you park on the sidewalk they're gonna gonna allow it you you have a scooter though nobody even notices it it's like (laughs) it really depends actually Uh, they get tickets too 
it's great because I think it'll promote people to go out and actually buy small displacement bikes. Yeah, if anything, if anything it's part of the economy, needs, you know? it's more triumphs, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> more Bonnevilles for sure. Right. <laughs> Or like any old seventies EJM with like drop bars. Right. You give people free gate, free bridge toll. I'll bet you they'll go out. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Well, Didn't it used to be free and then they started charging? Yes. It used to be free uh, during car hell? during carpool hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, and then it's always free if you just lay out on it and put your feet over the wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one guy. So the last thing I wanted to share because I found it so ridiculously funny. So I like to go on to Kickstarter sometimes. Oh no! <laughs> Here we and go just again. see cigar throttle. Cigar throttle. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just to see what crazy things you type in motorcycle, and sometimes something pretty cool comes up, like a Scully helmet or something. But most of them are most harebrained. So. Go on to Kickstarter. It's like stuff from Moto Banditos. <laughs> <laughs> you type in motorcycle. You will find an item called the Aperosis Wearable Motorcycles. It's A-P-P-A-R-O-C-Y-C-S. It's an actual wearable motorcycle? It's like a Robotech robot. Oh, so it's like Kira? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, they're looking to get $100,000. Oh, right. shit. They're up to thirty-four. Okay, thirty-four dollars. How much time, how much time left is left? How much time is left? <laughs> they are boots with motors and treads. Oh no! On them. I'm on board. Oh, wow. Pass this around. Electric or <laughs> gasoline? They're oh, gasoline what? with a throttle cable actually. that comes up that you hold. Wow. So, this is so hairbrained. I want it to work. Horribly. It'd be much better as an electric motor, and you wear a backpack with the battery. I mean, I've All seen right. these kind of things before, but here's where it's, just it's like ridiculous. Race against segways. Here's yeah. here's where it's ridiculous. So they put a video on there because on a Kickstarter they say post a video you're more likely to get people on look at that guy the posing video too it's like a new era is <laughs> these this contraption just sitting on a table running and they're revving it with lightning bolts coming out from it <laughs> Okay, that's most oh, of the video. I'm still on board. They're just revving it. <laughs> so then I'm like, are we going to see it in use? So then it cuts to a photo of a guy in like a full tuck on the street. Holy shit. Oh, no. Wearing them, right? And then it cuts back to the lightning bolts. They're and like them tank on a, boots. Revving. And then it finally cuts to somebody in a driveway with these boots on, and he's revving it, and it's it's like you would imagine with like wheels on your feet he's like losing it and there's a guy behind him <laughs> catching him he makes it all of three feet before he says get me out of these and it cuts back to the boots and revving and lightning bolts can I change my and up then, the butt answer and then <laughs> I realize they keep cutting to these stills of that guy in full tuck in different positions and he's not moving they're when just, they took the photo they like added speed blurs and photoshop it is <laughs> the jankiest video it's so funny can I, I just describe these as motorized rollerblades probably yeah. it, it's like if you combine like um you know those tread uh modifications for like dirt bikes where you can go in the snow like we talked about a few podcasts it's basically ago. you strap it's like two those on your, your feet. feet yeah it's right. it, it and he's looks calling like them yeah. wearable motorcycles Wait, yeah. uh, has, has anybody here heard of wheelman no it, it, yes. it's basically that but except of individual for each foot right. it's like a God, oh, almost like a single skateboard. wheel with the two no, treads? it's it's got two wheels. Their okay. feet go 
in between the two wheels. Oh, I know that. That thing's awesome That's looking. the same thing. It's got a kind of a remote where you... Someone was selling one at like the flea market or something, yeah. I think. It's like it's like they're, a skateboard uh, and this is just a rollerblade kind of okay, thing. They're, they're gonna, the same thing. Seems legit. They're going to take your Kickstarter money sure and buy a, a whole bunch yeah. of drugs with it. That's a potato salad. That's right. That's right. That's reinvesting in your own success. That's right. You're gonna what are you, you're gonna so, come up with your next idea on right, acid. I, I recommend. <laughs> I recommend a full face helmet. That's an electric motor. A kickstart yeah. for a bootstrap. No, in the video. Yeah. Added, I'm watching the video right now. Effects. It's pretty bad. <laughs> There's a lot of lightning. There's a lot of superfluous. That's lightning. an electric motor. Can I get motor, some Yoshimura Liza. exhaust for oh, yeah. it? No, <laughs> it, it's oh it's gas. God. Trust me. If they added gas sound effects. <laughs> this is an electric Maybe. motor. Oh, that one looks pretty good. Cool. It man. doesn't sound ga- like gas to me. Where's the exhaust? Where's the gas tank? <laughs> this is so bad. Anyway, if you want a good laugh, check it out. So, oh, I wanted to, to wrap up. But I wanted to thank you two for coming down. Sure. And hopefully we can have you guys down some more and, and keep up if there's something exciting happening. I'll yeah, meet you at the races or something, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Superbike's coming in July, right? I okay. You I, remember, I don't remember the. I don't have the calendar memorized. Okay, super it's coming balance. in July, I believe. 15, One of the things 16? about Superbike's calendar is it, it, because they have they're exploring into a couple other places like a Russian <laughs> round and Indian round. Their calendar has changed three or four times in the last month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, any dates that are locked in now may actually change. So. But that's they my are excuse for yeah. not knowing the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Sling some bull. So yeah, I'd love to hook up with y'all there and um, and get more education. Doug is watching the video. <laughs> right. It's yeah. pretty bad, isn't it? Motorcycles. Motorcycles. A bunch of still Wearable. shots because they're unrideable. It's so funny. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like that Dodge Tomahawk. This is what yeah. like it's not uh, really. You know. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville did on Jackass. He strapped two belt sanders to his feet. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's how I envision these yep. happening. And he, he doesn't spend more than like two or three seconds on each ride. <laughs> no, it reminds me more of the one where he just put rockets on his yes. skates and then just ate shit. <laughs> that was Steve-O, I think. No, no that was Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. I'm Johnny Knoxville and this is Rocket Boots. <laughs> anyway, so wrapping up, Megan, can you tell people how to reach us? Yes, I can. Uh, you can email us at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Re-CycleSantaCruz. Uh, oh, thank you, because I still haven't memorized this. Leave us a voicemail Order at pizza. 831-291-5112. Again, that's 831-291-5112. Give us an intro. Give us our best, your best Lucas laugh. Uh, order a pizza. <laughs> can you text that number? <laughs> I don't. Can you, Liza? No, it's a voicemail. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, like us and rate us on iTunes. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, does anyone else have anything else they need to add before we wrap it up? Last chance. Going, going, gone. So we are wrapping up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks and for coming out, said, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having us. Please rate us. Wu-Tang. Oh, and, and if you have not yet liked us on Facebook. Do it. Please do, because we're at four ninety nine and it's killing me. Why is this all OCD about it? Killing me. She wants to be 500, dude. Just do it. (laughs) So, wrapping up, this is Liza. Bub, rub, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Kat. Megan. Knock. Jim. Dennis. Kevin. Speedo. Lucas. Mike. Bagel. I am Zach. Donut. 
Donut in the corner. And we out. Cool, cool. Cool, cool.